Hey, this is Tammy from Faster Pussycat. You're listening to Appetite for Distortion with Brando. You know where they are. is Appetite for Distortion. Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 380. My name is Brando. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Tammy Down. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. It's I'll, I'll be honest right away to get it off because I'm thinking about it. One of those episodes, uh, interviews, I was kind of nervous for. And then just in the few, a minute, minute and a half talking to you before we start recording, you are so down to earth. So I am really excited to, uh, to get going. I'm chill, mofo. Yeah, <laughs> you, you never know. Cause, and we'll get into that because the whole sleaze thing and, 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 uh, People get a pigeon held, a certain kind of, I don't know. So I'm like that. That's why I like the, the name distortion, right? Get through all that and just talk to real people. Um, I was going to say my guest co-host today, we'll see if he pops in, but that's a, a friend of the show, an old friend. He's been on in a while, uh, Mr. Mark Alexander Erber from Golden Robot Records. I want to give him a shout out because he was nice enough to set this interview up for us. I'm actually wearing yeah. my Golden Robot sweatshirt. You got your GIR. Yep, that you nice enough to send me one. from Australia. I, I got my Harley one on. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, why does he need uh, a, a sweatshirt in Australia? It's it's freezing here in New York City right now, so I need it. It's cold in Hollywood right now, too. What's cold to you? Believe it or not. What's cold to you? I don't know. It's like 40, 40 45, I think it's that, out right now. Yeah, that's cold. For Hollywood, it's pretty cold. That's I'm cold from enough. Seattle, you know. But for here, it's everything, the walls are thin and... <laughs> Because you want, because it's normally always hot. Now it's like freezing. So. Right on, and, and perhaps we'll get into your your from Seattle days because I like to, you know, <laughs> kind of learn about people like their their path and how they get along, uh, go along that path. But as we're on the subject of Golden Robot, because the big news that came out and it's already out, it's a double sided single. It could be. It's not like a side A, side B. They're both side A if you want to call it that. But one's an original, uh, like a ghost, and then uh, Pirate Love. The, the Johnny Thunders tune. So first things first, I guess, how has the reception been? Because I'm reading nothing but good things. This is Faster Pussycat. This is what we want. I, I Yeah, I've heard just good things. I don't go to hunt it down, but what I've heard from people, I've gotten texts from friends. It's like just going, oh, man, I really love it. It's like old school. I didn't. I never try to do anything a certain way. I just try to write a song and just record it and try to make it come out as cool as I think it can be i'm constantly going ah, i could have done this part better this part better and just nitpick it but finally it's like okay here do it and everybody seems to be digging it so you know i have the people that don't like it haven't voiced it so you know what i mean right. so so that's cool well nowadays it's so easy to do that but that's why it's been so nice to be like faster pussycat new song and it's just you read all these like yeah this is what we, we again i'm, I'm all in with a, a podcast, I'm looking at all these different major rock sites, and you're one of those names that get picked up. So it's a uh, it's cool to know that Faster Pussycat is back. I know there was a delay with all of us with COVID and everything, but you mentioned the songwriting. 
as somebody who has no musical talent, that's why I got into radio, the play people, <laughs> is how do you start, you know, how did you start writing, you know, um, you know, like a ghost? Was, was it an idea? Was it a melody? How did it, how did it begin for you? Like a ghost is, it was crazy because it's like, it's the first song I, that I wrote sober. You know what I mean? I mean, I didn't write the early stuff. I wasn't, you know, a mess. A little later, I got a little bit more of a mess. So it was like, but I was like, always like, come in here, I have my stuff sitting there. I'd be beer. I'd have Danny come over, a beer, some Jack Daniels, my packs of smokes, and, and a tray of whatever, what have you. And then we'd get to, let's get to work. Now, when I went to start, like a ghost i had like coffee i'm like okay what am i supposed to do here so it's like but i started that song on a acoustic which i never really did before and it, it lost all the acoustic and it just turned into this rock song so different it's always different there's you know there's not i don't have a certain way okay. i usually with a beat we'll come up with just throw down a beat and then just start writing some riffs or start singing a melody line and then let's go. And I did a lot of writing with with uh with Danny on the the Glory Hole, Power on the Glory Hole record and stuff since the you know in the two thousands and whatnot. But like the old school stuff I kinda went back to that for this. I just would be me with a uh, my little multi track you know, I got my computer here nowadays. The old days was a like four track or a right. little eight track and just lay down a beat and just start building it from there and put lyrics to it or just have a beat and then sing a melody and then put guitar to it, you know, and just it's the way I worked on stuff. And I still still do. But this this track too was like the like I said, the first track I did that I wrote sober in a long time. So well, Mazel Tov on that, and another theme of this podcast, I'm sure you can tell by the name of it, the primary theme, but the the secondary theme is mental health. Uh, it was recently seven years for me without a drink, and that was very difficult. I was definitely in a very different place. I didn't think my career was going the way it, it was going, uh, what I wanted it to go, uh, definitely alone. I was doing the George Thurgood thing. I drink alone. And now <laughs> I, I got to where I was doing that a lot too. Just I had to be holed up here and just, yeah, just drink and, and other things. And, so. But now I'm, um, I got married this summer. I have a kid on the way. So, you know, and, and now there you, go. Congratulations. And you birthed a new song. So it's all there you it's go. similar. I got a baby, <laughs> a musical baby. You have a real one. Yeah. Right on. Uh, so I, I guess with this though, what, you mentioned before the the Glory Hole record. What is the, I guess, the goal? Because you've been releasing singles here and there. Is there, I don't know, there's a lot of variables, I'm sure, at play, whether it's just the time of, of just releasing a whole album or is even that word time can mean something. You know, the actual physical time or the, the, time, the days uh, that we're living in. So would we see a full Faster Pussycat record at some point or more, more singles I in a way? I don't know. We're, there's a, there's going to be a constant flow of singles just in terms of like, it's, it's a different world now. Right. And, exactly. and I'm a different guy. I'm like not in the studio for like 72 hours straight. 
<laughs> busting my, you know, it's just those days are not, you know, that's, that was riddled with Jack Daniels cocaine and two cartons of smokes. You know what I mean? I quit doing everything. So it's like, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of taking a toll, but it's like, it's now I'm just kind of working at my own pace and getting stuff done. But we got, as, as opposed to wait until there's a big batch, we're just going to keep releasing stuff. We already got one, another, another track ready to go. It's getting mixed right now. Okay. So that's, and we're just going to keep doing that. And then we'll put them all together and then add a couple new, more new ones and put together a new package with, do some different mixes and some stuff like just so people can get it. Right. Otherwise wait, especially the way the pace I take, it's like, you don't have to wait t 10, 15 years for a new song. You know what I mean? So this way we can get them out every six months or so. Now that we got golden robots and stuff too, we're together. It gives us more of a incentive to get stuff done. You know what I mean? Cause it wasn't really so much a part of not doing stuff last you know, before that, it was a matter of just we we constantly tour, too. So we'd get back, and then we'd forget where we left off. And then hmm. we'd get sidetracked because we'd be like, we'd have this song then, and we'd go, and then we'd start working on new stuff. We, I got this new idea. And then we pretty soon we'd have this just pile of songs that weren't done. So it's like, and that's what I've been doing lately besides Ghost. Like Nola, Nola we put out last year, and we're going to re-release that through golden robot okay probably next before we we have another new one but we might put that new one out with nola again just so just so it gets some push and people can hear it but that was a song that was started when hurricane katrina happened in new orleans you know it's that it was almost on glory hall it just wasn't done yet so we didn't have i didn't want to put it out undone so i didn't want to rush it because i knew it was a cool song but it was like going through a lot of these tracks that I, we started a long, a while ago, you know, a decade ago that are really cool songs. I just never finished them. So it's like, now we're like going through them, having Sam Bam with me too, doing some of this shit. He's just amazing kid. He's just, his guitar chops are killer. And he's just coming in. We've been redoing all the guitars that basically they were just my, my scratch tracks from writing it and stuff and just having him play on it's just amazing so been pulling up these songs and getting some of those and you know ghost like a ghost was a new one but we'll put some new stuff together too but there's a lot in the can that we're working on now trying to get done that that are almost done there's just a matter of just tweaking and redoing some of the vocals redoing some leads and you know just tweaking just tweaking i, I like the idea that kind of the method especially as a the main theme as a guns and roses fan where you're waiting sometimes 10 15 years that you're a you're you're keeping us updated which i appreciate you know as much as you can but that it's uh you're you're not waiting for an entire album like if you have something like you know what this is pretty cool here and then you, it's you, a it, different time yeah. it's a different time now it's where it's like it's everything's fucking instant you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything's instant. You can just, it's, it's a different world than from when us and G and R started, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's like, just, you know, there wasn't an internet. Um, I mean, there was for the government, but not for us. But, you know what I mean? The cell, cell phone. Ugh. I remember getting like calling card numbers when we go on tour and going to pay phones and <laughs> using 
calling card numbers to call back your friends and at home and stuff. You know, it's, yeah. it's funny. I remember those days too. Uh, I do remember briefly like being in radio, not in the music side. It wasn't always automated. You know, you had to cut tape and everything. I, I do get that, but I'm, I'm, I am younger. So I miss the, the cat house days. I miss those days. If you uh. imagine the flashback. So I want to sprinkle in fan questions, you know, and these are about, you know, past, present, current, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were excited to hear from you, Tammy. Uh, one, this is from David Holmes in uh, the UK. Saw you in 87 supporting GNR. Just as just a comment that they were a uh, great mm-hmm. underrated band. Uh, some I just want to get, they're not even questions. Some I'll mention, I'll get those out of the way first. Yeah. Do you hear this uh, a lot? I'll give a shout out to the Tony Coleman. Did you get his number off the bathroom wall? Is that a, is it, it's, it, we get that a lot. I know. I remember I know, that. I, I remember that tour a lot. I still have this. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. This is from the. Uh, this is from the tour. From keep it here on my desk. Holds my expo pins. But uh, I was just thinking about. I was just thinking about that tour too because that whole anniversary of the Lockerbie thing and and that was in '88. That was just after. We went there and then we went over there on our own in 89 and we flew back on the same flight that flew there a year, a year later on that day, Christmas Eve or whatever, the whole Lockerbie Scotland Pan Am flight mm-hmm. that went down. It's all, the, all over the news today. Okay. So yeah, I'm not familiar with, uh, with Adam and focusing on moving and in this interview, I guess. But uh, I want to get into other. Uh, this is another comic. Just minute, you mentioned Sam Bam before. Uh, this mm-hmm. is Danny Laundry. He's an amazing guitarist. But uh, yeah, I guess because I don't want to keep you here. I mean, we're still having some more time, but I, I don't want to keep uh, fans waiting so long because I got a lot of uh, people asking you got, Brando. You got to ask sure. them about the '87 tour and opening up for for Guns N' Roses. And there's some sub questions there because that's a lifetime ago. Again, we're talking about this is different times now. How do you look back on those? Because I'm sure you've been asked about it many times throughout the years. How do you look back on 1987 with GNR in, in 2022? That that was so fun. I, I still remember it. I still remember it like it was, well, not yesterday because it was a fucking long time ago. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. I just remember go, it was our first time in Europe. So well, UK and then Germany and going to there was a McDonald's across the street from the hotel. You know what I mean? That was the first place that we saw the McRib and just walking around the arena, Newcastle going, you know, it was like the hi, 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 hi. They were doing knocking on heaven's day always for sound check. So we'd be in the back just yelling at it and stuff. And it was just, it was just so much fun. It was just like, everything was the first time being in London. You know, we, Sold out the Hammersmith Odeon. We got to be friends with the Choir Boys. I remember, I remember the Choir Boys taking us over to the Greyhound to see Dogs and More playing. There was like twenty people there, and it was it was kill, killer. Just staying at the same hotel. I can't remember the name of it, but Mud Honey was there too, and that was before any of the Seattle shit took off. Okay, they were just like friends. They were like, "Oh, I'm from, we're from Seattle," and I think one of them knew Duff too, and it's like Duff's from Seattle as well. So it's like, you know, I just certain things like that from that tour. I remember like 
being in Germany for the first time and Hamburg and going there. And it was just fun. I mean, I turned 20, 23 there. Okay. Wow. And, and the label, an the label all took the all label took us out. We were all hanging out the Reaper bond and, and I got the, then I got the flu and I was like, kind of, I'm sick for two days and that sucked, but just stuff like that. I remember, you know, I just remember bringing back a giant magnum of champagne from, from Germany. Cause I was too sick to drink it then. So we saved, I saved it. We drank it on my 25th birthday a couple years later. I'm glad to hear. Cause I was interested based upon what we were talking about before about just sobriety. And, uh, sometimes you, people don't like to look back. So when you look at that that mug on your desk right now, that the Guns N' Roses Faster Pussycat mug, that's awesome. You still have it, and there's highlighters and pens in it. Does it all flood? The good feelings flood back, or is it kind of like, whoa, I'm kind of glad I survived that? Or do you like? How do you, you know? Again, it's it's kind of the age old question too. And uh, do you prefer when people look at it, sleaze rock or hair metal? Like it's just a. Uh, I guess it's all the encompassing of like what memories flood back. Cause even for all me, that, I, I look back and my, yeah. There's certain things like that is all good. Cause it was just, everything was new. We were kids. It was fun. GNR, Izzy, Izzy was like one of my first friends in LA ever. And that's how I got to be friends with GNR is from Izzy. And Izzy used to come up on stage with us and play it before we got our record deal and shit with Electra. So, and then when they were going over there, they took us with them, you know, so they brought us, it was their deal at GNR. So I was always grateful for that. And we always, you know, the cat house and everything was kind of like a big family. It was fun. You know, it it brings back really good memories. I actually could have worn my cat house sweatshirt that I bought off Ricky Rackman's website. Not as cool, I guess, (laughs) as as getting uh, it sent to you from Mark Alexander Erber. I'll actually give that because I was going to ask you uh, via a listener, Erica, about what GNR member you were closest to. And it's cool that you said Izzy because he's a man of of mystery that really hasn't been, you don't see much or, or hear of him now. I mean, I know. I don't even know where the fuck he is. Last I heard, he was had a studio and a place down in, down by the beach, Santa Monica and stuff. And that was like, I miss him. He, I, he was always just such a great, great guy to me. And, and the band, you know. What do you, uh, I guess, think about, because, um, and not that I'm, again, see, I'm seeing a lot of good stuff about uh, Faster Pussycat and lineup and everything, but it's like with GNR, you have the hardcore fans, you know, like it's not, it hasn't been the same since Izzy left, it hasn't been the same since so-and-so left. How do you feel about, I guess, Guns N' Roses and uh, all the changes that they've been through? Do you speak to any of those guys? I know you said you were closest with Izzy, you don't talk to him now, but. I don't, I don't, I don't, I see, I'll see Duff every once in a while. And of course, you know, me and Gilby are, you know, the bike buddies. Gilby's not, Gilby's not in GNR anymore, but we're both riding buddies and we fucking hang out all the time. And Duff, I mean, I got along with Duff, it's like all of them really, but I just don't really, our worlds are all different places, you know, now it's like, I'm glad they're back out doing their shit, but they, you got Axel and you got Slash and Duff you got some rocking, you know what I mean? So whoever they add with them, whether it's Tommy or just whoever it's, you got the, that core, there's going to be some rock involved and it's going to be, 
it's going to be good. I'm, Guns N' Roses has always been one of my favorite bands ever. You know what I mean? Since, since the day we became friends, you know, that's cool. To, Cause I've had, this was a while ago. I had uh, Penelope Spheris on who did the, uh, the director I, I of, remember. of the, yeah, yeah you know, know, you know but if pe- people listen, listening to me not know, because yeah. she's, I mean, they should know Wayne's world director. And of course in our situation, uh, the decline of Western civilization part two, and it's just talking to her. It's interesting. Cause it was so much focus on faster pussycat. And you guys are obviously other than the break, you've been touring, you've been, you're successful, but G and R she said like they were going to be in it, but like Alan Niven didn't want it. Cause they were on this other stratosphere. Did you see that? Yeah. Did you we see were that brand guy? new? When we, I saw a little bit of that. They were, they were, they were the shit. They got the big deal with Geffen and stuff. We were brand new. We were kids. We only been together 10 months and we got a record deal with Electra. That wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a huge record deal, but we didn't give a shit. We were like, we, we got a record deal. We're going to go in and do a record and then we're going to go out and do some shows. So it's like, and then that happened like instantly that whole decline. So, you know, that happened right, right. That happened before our, I think before our record even came out. So it all coincided pretty pretty cool because we already had the cat house going and that was our shit you right know what i mean that was my club you know i was the rock guy ricky was a club guy together we had a rock club and it was like you know that's how it happened i again i'm i'm i, I just missed the boat i was i hate i'm sorry i was born in 83 <laughs> i was born in 80, oh, shit. i know 83 <laughs> you would have been like East someone's Coast. little baby being carried in uh, there. I know, I know. <laughs> but I, I, for some whatever reason, this is the era I gravitate towards. I mean, I guess my generation is more of the grunge, but I always loved. And growing up, I guess uh, seeing the decline of Western civilization, I'm like, that's that's a cool. That's like, I wish I was there. And it was the Faster Pussycats. It was obviously Guns N' Roses. So that's why I enjoy uh, kind of, I know it's old hat for you, and you have a very nice hat on, by the way. It's, oh, thank you. I like hearing it, you know, as as point of view. Uh, also, and, and apologies if you've gotten this question a lot, but I've gotten a few um, of these from listeners. So I'll give it to uh, Jason Alba. Was House of Pain? You know, that's a. Uh, I don't know if if you consider that your your biggest hit or or whatever. But House. Oh, of Oh, definitely. Uh, definitely. House of Pain. Though, was it about someone you uh, you knew? Like what was yeah, it? Yeah, it's it's basically basically my about me. Yeah, it's about growing up with my old man. So yeah, that's what that's uh, what that song's about. Yeah, sure. that also goes out to to Nick. Asked the same thing. He's like, "House of Pain will uh, forever be in my top five Was in any way uh, self autobiographical. So yeah, and I'll read some more nice stuff. Uh, Joe Shock, uh, he just posted a picture of him meeting you. Well, fans were excited. Oh, right on. Everyone says he's like the, he's the nicest guy you get to meet. Very fan friendly. Uh, this is from Joe Finnamore. Dude is great. I ordered a hoodie from his website during COVID, and not only did he sign some shit, but the shit he signed, uh, the shit he signed, he just sent. Um, it was a confusing sentence, and I think so. That's why I tripped over it. <laughs> uh, but regardless, he's he's happy of of what you did for him with signing a hoodie for him during COVID. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I used to try to sign a bunch of stuff, like especially if we're over over. We got the guys over track, and I'll have them sign some stuff. We got uh, we got a few some orders and sign some stuff. What about the uh, what about touring? Sorry, I mean to cut you off uh, because I'm just again I'm looking. Oh, it's all right. And I've had a few of uh, speaking of Wayne's World. Did you ever see the second one 
where it's the the radio DJ played by Harry Shear. And oh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. promoting a Wayne stock and he's not really paying attention. He's doing other things. I'm paying, <laughs> I'm paying attention because sometimes I feel like I'm slow to answer. I'm reading their questions because I got a whole no, setup no. here. I need a producer. You're multitasking, sir. I need a producer. That's what I need. Uh, so that's, that's fantastic. But I've had also a lot of requests as far as speaking of, I guess, COVID. Um, any makeup tours that you that were canceled? Like, uh, do we know of, of what the we we were like? cut off right at the right when it happened and but then we were the first one to go back out we went we were out in 2021 like right california still wasn't even open so we started in vegas usually we start everything in california because that's where we live so so we don't have a bunch of deadheads paying you know <laughs> deadheads not in terms of grateful dead but that's what i thought of, you meant for half take, a second <laughs> no taking a bus somewhere driving somewhere with no gig and just paying fuel and driver fee and bus cost of the bus. That's a deadhead. So got it. Besides the Jerry Garcia fanatic. (laughs) I gotcha. Oh, very cool. Um, let me see why I got you. I don't want to miss it again. A lot of uh, great questions, but I don't want to, Oh, this was, we did. We did get, we did get yoinked from the UK. That was right when it happened. That was right the specific March. That was right when everything got shut down, and we were supposed to go to do UK to do a festival and Hard Rock Hell and like five other shows. So that that hasn't been made up yet. We haven't been back over. So hopefully we're going to do some Europe. Or, you know, we've got other stuff coming. Oh, but. that that was specifically UK, and that goes out to Ben Harper, who who yeah. asked. Uh, and here's the question I was looking for. Uh, it's a stay up in the dark. You never know. Uh, this is from Garrett Smith. My question would be if the intro to House of Pain and Patience had any influence on one another. Both came out in 88. Not sure if this would be possible. What, what do you mean? What, what was like that? The, the intro of House of Pain and the intro of, uh-huh. of Guns N' Roses song Patience. Was there yeah, any yeah, influence yeah. on each other, I guess, there? Is this, Not at all. I think yeah. we were both in our world, in our own little worlds right then. It's like... House of Pain, we I had you know Jimmy Z blow, blowing the harp on that. And yeah, there wasn't we're like I said, we were fans of GNR, but we we're all both in our own own little fucking world. Just doing our own stuff. It's funny how fans are then, because it's all like you know, in our own world there's Faster Pussycat, there's Guns N' Roses, but then you you have your own little worlds without our worlds. It's just uh And there's a interesting. there's a lot of cross cross too, because like you look at our video for Bathroom Ball, then you look at Sweet Child of Mine. There's some of the same people that were working on both videos. And you can see some the song's different, you know what I mean? But the, you mm-hmm. can see like a lot of how it was shot and and stuff. They're very similar. A similar time. It was like that was a fun time. <laughs> like I said before, everything was new. Everything was a new adventure back then. Is there, uh, there going to be a faster pussy cat movie at some point? Kind of like the dirt. Do you think everything, something like that could happen? Uh, I don't think there was quite enough crazy shit like Botley had, but yeah, I not, never say never. Not a never ju- say never. Cause I feel like I had some crazy shit in terms <laughs> of just stuff with the club and just whatnot. But, well, the, the Tame Me Down story you can do. We're going to, we might be stuck this in the work for a book. So we'll see what happens. Have you been already? That, 
Is are you able to say that or no? Was that top yeah. secret? Well, yeah, it just it hasn't nothing's been finalized, but everything's going. We've got a book deal in the motion right now. So I do anyway. Oh, that's awesome. That's not awesome. faster to me, but it's faster as me too. So I created the band. So Right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. I'm glad you said that. That's kind of like why I ask you ask random questions. You yeah, never no, know no what you can uncover. Is, that's that's brand new. That's just as of a couple of days ago. So the you get it first. That, I appreciate that. Was that something, yeah. uh, I guess a, a follow-up you're able to answer, is that something that came with sobriety or is that something that you were working on for a long time? It was like stuff that always people are always going, you should do a book. And I, then I'd go, then I'd get in the mood, to work, yeah, I should do a book. And then I'd get going, but then I was a little bit, you know, a little out of control and some of the stuff. And I'd be like, and i just forget about it. Yeah, I get all into it, then get sidetracked by something else, and then I, I'll get back to it one of these days, and then, but I don't know. I'm always like, ah, it'd be weird, you know. And then just lately, in the last couple of years, I've been like, I guess I should probably do something before I forget everything. <laughs> right on. And if you can, uh, one last one. This is just for me, as. Sure. My as one of my two faster pussy cats. Well, they're actually not fast. One is slow. One's fast. Just came here. He's about to bark at me. This one barks. Aww. This one barks. He's a little meow. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Um, this probably is, I'm sure you gotten this question. I just had I didn't come across the answer. Uh, the name of the band did that come from the uh, the the film, the exploitation film by uh, Russ yeah. Meyer? Okay. Yeah. Faster. Yeah, pussy it cat. did. Okay. It came from that, and then uh, we actually got to have. Russ Meyer did don't change that song video. He did our first video. Okay. So that was pretty, that was pretty cool to have, have that legend do a three, three minute movie just for me or just for us. You that, know? That's, ba- that's that awesome. Pretty, that's, that's pretty cool. And this has been pretty cool to say the least, Amy, I really appreciate your time and just sharing what you shared with us. And uh, I really hope we get to do this again. Oh, anytime, brother. My pleasure. It was fun. And uh, just once again, thank you to, uh, I was, he never popped in, Mark Alexander Erber. That's okay. Uh, what the fuck? I guess shaved my annuity. He must have been head. like down there chasing kangaroos or something. <laughs> he must be trying sick. to catch his boomerang. I know. Chaz was his. Sorry, I'm going to go off on a Simpsons Australian <laughs> catch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So that does it. By a funnel web spoiler. <laughs> so that does it for this episode of Appetite for Distortion. When will you see the next one? In the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, you'll see it, I don't know if soon is the word. Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home.